listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Sarah Fassett with Intermountain Healthcare. Sarah, thanks for being with us. Anytime. We are talking today about healthy toddler snack time. And I think that, I think that all toddlers think all the time is snack time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Because my kids are constantly asking, mommy, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Mm -hmm. Can I have a snack? And it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It doesn't matter if they've just eaten a full meal. Mm -hmm. They always want a snack. And so because of that, (laughs) I mean, we try to give them healthy snacks all the time, but we know that it doesn't always happen, but we want to encourage it. And so let's talk about some of those healthier snack options that also in turn are appealing to our toddlers as well, because that's the other challenge that we face, right? Oh man, and it'll change from day to day. So when we talk about feeding toddlers, we have to talk about the size of their bellies. They're not that big. And so they will get hungry throughout the day. If we feed them throughout the day, they tend to be nicer to us, which means it's easier for us to make a logical snack decision instead. (laughs) And so our goal is to really create that habit or that routine that they are allowed to eat, number one. But number two, there are certain items we tend to eat at snacks. So our goal is Mm -hmm. to make it as easy as possible to offer good things most often because some days that just doesn't happen or some days there's a big event going on we don't care or some days they just get into the pantry on their own (laughs) yes and you'll find all sorts of things they've gotten into and our goal is to make sure they're offered healthy items when we have a more structured snack time we're around the goal is to really connect with them so we kind of just want to sit down and let them take five minutes to tell us what they've been up to because they've been up to plenty during the day and our goal is to try and offer something that we're okay with and that they get to pick so think of two or three things off the top of your head we've got applesauce squeezy packs we've got fruit cups we've got string cheese and i would offer probably two and say, which one do you want first? Mm -hmm. And then we take the other one that we have in our mind and we plop it on the counter and they actually do better if you kind of just sit down with them. You don't have to eat with them, but if you sit down with them, open it up, kind of help them out, they'll sit there and kind of eat and they'll tell you all about their day. And for them, it's a connecting experience. So not only are we checking off the list, for snack is done, but now our toddler or our child feels a little more connected to us. They actually tend to behave better. They've been fed and they feel like they've been able to spend time with, you know, a significant other or maybe a baby. Yeah. 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 And which is interesting, you know, that you think of that because I know as an adult, we think of, you know, food is fellowship and, totally. and, and we enjoy feeding others and, and having people for dinners and brunches and all of those things. And it's the same kind of idea. And you forget about that sometimes just because they're tiny. (laughs) They're still tiny humans. We do. We're still hiding in our closet, probably eating a snack at the same time. We just want it alone time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You may actually get a bigger bang for your buck when it comes to eating healthier. If we actually sat down, take a deep breath and go, I am here. We are going to snack. 
and there is no expectation that they have to finish it. And there's no expectation that they say, oh, this is delicious every single time. Our goal is to make sure they are fed. So if they pick a healthy option, praise them for it. Say, that's a really good pick. I bet your belly will stay full really long with that snack. Great job. And we Mm -hmm. want to reinforce their behaviors to picking good items most often. Because some days, cookies will happen. There are some days fruit snacks are all that you have found in the bottom of your diaper bag. Okay, well, feed them fruit snacks. You don't want a hangry child. We'd rather right. have one that's fed. But most often, if you plan, and that's a loaded word, if we're planning ahead, we're being mindful, we notice the diaper bag is empty at the end of the day, and you go, I should put some snacks in there. If it takes less than one minute, you should put some snacks in there. Go grab an applesauce squeezy pack. Go grab some pretzel packs. Those apple and carrot individually wrapped baggies. Make them as easy as possible to restock in your fridge and on the go so that when you are out and about, you go, oh, it's snack time. <laughs> you have something. You're not worried about it rotting. It's not mushed in your bag. And you're ready to go where your kid can still get the nutrition they need, even if that connecting experience isn't quite the same in the car, for instance. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the other side of it is, I mean, so many of us are on the go. Oh, yes. Especially during snack time, especially when that happens all the time. Yes. So we might as well be prepared to at least go, how's your day going, bud? Here, I have a pretzel pack. <laughs> driving down the road and say, are they crunchy today? Or are they salty today? If you have kind of a quiet friend in the back seat but Mm -hmm. our goal is to make this the least amount of stress to make the healthiest decision because now you have a win-win for parents and children and everybody's fed so we want to make it as easy as possible to get healthy snacks whether you are at home or on the go so let's talk about the healthy snack options yeah and and how we help encourage our own children to make those decisions on their own because we know that they eat better when they make the decision on their own. When they kind of have that control of, but I chose this and so I'm going to eat it as opposed to you gave it to me and I'm not sure if I want it, but I'm hungry. How do we help them find that way for themselves to make that decision for a healthy snack? To be honest, the best method is showing them you can pick a healthy snack yourself. Your modeling behavior or, you know, people they're around often are the number one driver of what is a normal snack. Mm Because everybody would love to snack on chips. But if, you know, mom and dad are snacking on an apple and peanut butter instead, they might actually want to come and join you there. And some days they will pick chips. And we say, you know, how do you feel? Because some days they go, I don't feel so good. And you go, Mm -hmm. could it have been all the chips you ate? And they might go, I don't know. But now they have started thinking about it. So one, model the behavior. Two, have the healthy snacks there. Make sure that they are available so that your child can go and pick them. Yeah, which makes the most sense. If those are the options, those are the options. Exactly. So, I mean, if you've got an array of stuff where, you know, finding the fruit snacks is a little harder they would probably just go get an applesauce squeezy pack. Sorry, and that's what keeps coming to my mind because that's what's in my house currently. But yeah, (laughs) we provide those options where that's kind of normal and that's what mom and dad are eating. They know that is normal until they go to a friend's house or they're on a field trip or, you know, they're outside of your home. And at that point, we're hoping we have bolstered them up with enough information that, yes, they'll probably choose chips and they might think twice about it next time down the road or never but they've had the experience to know otherwise as well. 
Oh yeah, my kids didn't know what Oreos were until they went to, you know, Nana and Papa's house. I mean, they're like, these things are magical. Oh, what? Every time these? they go, they'll be looking for them there, probably because they know they are there. Kids exactly. are very smart, and so they they're watching your behavior is the number one telltale sign of how do I eat, which mm-hmm. is a lot of pressure for parents because they go, I have to eat perfectly. No, I just want you to make sure you're feeding yourself food that you would give your child. Right. And that's not just at snack time. That's at meal time as well. That's at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's something important to remember. You know, we're talking, of course, about healthy snacks and, and being on the go and doing all those things. But mm-hmm. it all comes full circle, you know, meal time all the time, setting that example. So it really does. And that's a lot of pressure for parents because they go, I need to keep this Pinterest perfect. No, you need to keep this practically functional (laughs) for your household, because if the items are there and you made dinner, that's a huge win. If you grub hugged it, but you added a lot of vegetables or threw in a steam fresh baggie of veggies to cook while Grubhub was on its way, they know these are healthy ways to eat, even if we are eating out. All wins. They are all wins to show them that they can be flexible with their food and still pick healthy options wherever they're at and whatever they're doing. But your modeling, I do feel, is probably the number one suggestion I have is if you know you want your kids to eat well, I need you to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and then you think, you know, that's just across the board, not even with food, but with behavior and, you know, all of the things outside of that. They are such little sponges. To they, pick up on everything. They are. And these are little growing sponges. So, for instance, many adults go, if I ate like this, I, I would keep getting bigger. And I go, well, yes, that's what children are trying to do. So they're doing a great job. Right. But you notice one day you don't need a snack and your your child wants you to come and join them. Say, okay, you know, I want to come and talk to you. If they ask you, you know, why is mommy not eating? Mommy's belly's full. Mm-hmm. And we just honor that. And now we're teaching them that if they aren't hungry, they don't need to eat for the sake of eating. If they're bored, for instance, or if they're full, but they're at a party, they can happily sit down and just enjoy time with people. But they do watch us. And it's a really good indicator (laughs) of what's going on at home when I actually ask the children, what did you eat yesterday? They never lie to me. And so they're a really good indicator of how things are going. And so... Providing the snacks is helpful. Having them handy's there. We gotta have them there. But I also need the parents, guardians, whatever they may be, I need them involved enough to say, you know, this is simple. We can make this happen. And yes, I'm gonna show up to model the behavior I'm looking for. Yeah. And as, is there at any point where, you know, we need to kind of stop the snacking in a sense, uh, not necessarily throughout the day, knowing that they're growing and knowing that they're hungry. But at some point, you know, you talk about, are they eating because they're bored? Are they eating because they feel like it's that time to do that, even though it might not be, even though they might've just had a meal. Oh, excellent. Believe it or not, children, particularly younger elementary school children are your best examples of when to stop eating if you are full for example a child's birthday party there are rows of cake with two bites taken out of it and they're done they are done for the day now as a parent we feel obligated to go and finish every single one of those pieces of cake (laughs) because we plated it and we bought it 
But they are actually much better at stopping when they are full than we give them credit for. They are much better than adults. Our goal is to actually model some of their behaviors and going, I'm done. Now, there are some times where we can call the bluff and we go, there's no way your belly is full. For instance, my kids want to go play. Right. I'm full. And I go, no, you're not full. So I'll ask them to take a couple bites and come back and keep me company in a minute. Or I will try and rein them back to me encouraging instead of dictating because then we have a fight over food again. Mm-hmm. So I always ask them, is your belly full? Well, no. He said, okay, we'll have a couple more bites. If your belly's full, you can go. Or sometimes I'll say, well, is your belly hungry? And then I go, it really is hungry. So I ask them, what is their belly feeling? And sometimes they'll, they'll give me an answer where again, I, I can always call their bluff. I say, is your belly really hungry or is your brain hungry? Are you bored? And we just mm-hmm. investigate what they're actually feeling because they may not have words to describe what's actually going on. They're still building that vocabulary. So we explore, is your belly hungry or is your brain hungry today? Truly until about, I'd say high school, <laughs> most kids are going to snack. They are hungry. Yeah. And that is okay to offer it. But I always offer it and I say, if you are not hungry, it is not required to eat. If you are hungry, let's go get something to eat. Let's have a snack. Yeah. And offering and letting them pick is probably your biggest chance for success on the least amount of fighting when it comes to a snack. But yes, it is okay for them to snack. Now, for instance, you have a child who says, I am hungry. I go, are you hungry or are you having a hard day? Sometimes we just need to ask the questions that are very open-ended because you may notice they'll actually talk to you more when they're not looking at you. They're looking at their food and they're not really. Sure. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we do, we use food for many things and they're still learning. Do I use it as a gift today? Do I use it as fuel today? Do I use it as a way to help someone feel welcome today? What do I do with the food today? So our goal is to have a conversation about what do we actually do with the food today? If you're worried that your child is snacking because they're bored, we ask them about it. If that's developmentally appropriate, so say, for instance, I have a seventh grader where I can say, hey, are you bored? Okay, they can tell me if they're bored. If I have a kindergartner, I say, is your brain bored? They may be able to answer it. They may not. But a two-year-old, they're going to say, no clue. Yeah. So our goal is to try and coach them through it, and we investigate the best we can because that's what we've got and you'd rather have someone who feels safe investigating emotions and food with you than not because then food and dealing with difficult situations becomes a nightmare and you want your kid to feel like they can engage with you they can trust you and they can trust food Mm -hmm. and these i mean everything that you're saying are it's just lessons that will continue practices and habits that will continue good or bad. Yes. And so to, to start them so young, you know, looking at how it connects the emotion and mm-hmm. the, the feeling and the food, all of that. I mean, the importance of starting that early mm-hmm. travels so far. So it actually does. It, it, and they may not remember it and you may not remember all of it, but that feeling of security and just normal attachment, we can actually see parts of that because many people cope with food. It doesn't mm-hmm. talk back. You can find it where you want it, and it makes <laughs> people feel happy. And so when we look at feeding toddlers, we do. We want to go for the basic roles here. We want to make sure that they are physically fed so that they can grow. 
But now we're going into those smaller layers underneath where they're learning culture and they're learning emotion regulation and what do I do with some of these emotions. And their best way of knowing how to navigate that is for you to be able to openly talk about it and to provide healthy items you and your family normally eat so that they feel comfortable joining right on in. Yeah. And I think the key too of that, like you mentioned, the healthy aspect of it. You know, if we, if we correlate all of this back around and, you know, put the emphasis on the fact that we're doing all of this, but then we're also incorporating that healthy snack, that's, you know, that's the importance of it also. That would be the ultimate goal. And some days this will happen and you'll go, I am amazing. And other days this will epically fail and you'll go, I will have to try again, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's how humans work. Life is inconsistent. So the more consistency we can attempt to provide without losing our marbles, you know, actually making this easy and practical, is our best way to successfully get healthy snacking on board, healthy food habits on board, and frankly, happy kids. <laughs> Exactly, because then it's happy house. Uh, that's our goal. It doesn't happen yeah. every day, but our goal is to make sure everyone's feeling safe and happy most often if they can. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today and, you know, walking us through some of the challenges, but also, uh, you know, the importance of, you know, correlating the healthy snacks and the eating habits and the emotions and everything that kind of comes with that. We appreciate your time. Oh, anytime. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.